0: a few things I'd like to share with the congregation this morning, but I'll start that in a minute. Right now we have our prayer time. I have to. The, uh, we have a, a few prayer needs this morning to share. Uh, continue to pray for the uh, Bot family, Angela and, uh, and her family. Uh, and their losses over the last several weeks and uh, pray for Jim Mowry, Uh, he has just returned from UCSF uh, Medical Center and uh, he has uh, stage 4 stomach cancer and they're trying to see if he's going to qualify for some special uh, treatment, it might have a very positive effect for him so our prayer is that uh, he will be able to fall into that group. And prayer for my wife Kathy and extended family as uh, she continues to uh, battle through the, her stroke. And uh, let's just uh, pray together. Father, we come to You this morning first off, taking the moment to acknowledge You are the God of all creation. You alone are worthy of our praise. We have sung to You in songs that that acknowledged that, and now we we say it by word, You alone are worthy of our praise. We thank You for Your mercy, Your grace, for Your salvation, Lord. You tell us to bring our needs before You. And we ask in every one of these cases that Your perfect will be accomplished and that You be glorified in the process. We continue to pray for Angela and the the extended Bott family, their losses over these last uh, few weeks, and we just ask that you would bless them richly. I thank you that we can bring this family to you with the confidence that you hear our prayers. We pray for my wife, Kathy. We don't hesitate to ask for the miraculous and ask that You would bring healing to her. And with confidence, we rest in You as we battle through the stroke. And Lord, for Jim Mowry, again, we don't hesitate to pray for the miraculous, that You would bring healing to his body. Lord, we know that You can use our amazing medicines and and treatments for things like this as well. And we confidently leave this in Your hands that He would qualify for the the medication uh, that might make a real difference in this cancer. We confidently bring Him to You. Ask, Lord, that You would literally visit Him. Give Him a confidence that You are the God of all creation that loves Him. And Father, as we continue in this service. We open Your Word together. We ask, Lord, that You would open our hearts, open our minds, that through Your Holy Spirit we might receive what You have for us today. And we realize, Lord, that Your Word can minister in multiple ways. And so we just give ourselves to You and ask that You would cause us to be strengthened in our walk and our resolve follow you. We worship you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Kids are dismissed. I'm not sure whether this is a sermon or uh, words of encouragement or, or Maybe, for some of it would be things that you've heard for the first time, but the last five months in our family have been amazing, and I'm cautious how I say that because it's that it's not been a experience that I would wish on anybody, but I have seen some amazing things happen uh While we were in the hospital in Reno, we had friends from here visit us. It was such a blessing. And also a pastor that I worked with for a number of years and uh, is now uh, a pastor in Tahoe, came and... He and his wife ministered to Kathy and I and my daughter as well (laughs) because she was there at that point. And then they came again and visited and ministered to us in the middle of tragedy in their own family. And so we have been blessed. It was also an interesting experience for me because when it was... Made known. Uh, there was there was a few situations uh, because we were in the intensive care unit for a while, and, and then a, a post intensive care. I don't know what how the else to call it, but uh, the there's, there's a lot of sadness in that, those capacities, as well as some great victories. And uh, walking by a young woman in tears I stopped and asked if I could pray with her and she shared that it was her son in the ICU and that uh, the prognosis was not good and uh, I did that and, and uh, it turned out that uh, one of the nurses knew that I was a pastor and the next thing you know I was I had a chaplaincy uh for which was again amazing but I got to pray for the father as well uh later on that same day and the neat thing is and no no credit to our prayer in the context of of taking claim but the son, the son regained his consciousness and when I left he was still there in the hospital so I have no idea how it ultimately turned out but that wasn't expected so uh I've seen some great things happen. I saw some amazing things happen at the nursing facility. And there uh, I did have a definite chaplaincy uh, while I was there and uh, got the opportunity to pray for a lot of people. And uh, then when Kathy and and, and I came home, Jessica came to pick us up and... uh, we had to drive her home. We couldn't get the air ambulance that we had to go there with to come and pick us up because we're out of state. and Technically, they don't work both ways somehow. And uh, so uh, uh, it was fun uh, bringing her home. We had, what was it you rented? Big big Ford Expedition, you know, and so that she could lay down in the front seat if she needed to and all this kind of stuff. How she noticed it, I have no idea. But we're driving through Reading, and she says, "Oh, Taco Bell." So we went to Taco Bell. We I lifted her out of the car, we got her into the wheelchair, and and got her into co- Taco Bell. And uh, she uh, uh, had her beans and cheese. And uh, it was uh, I t- like I said, I have no idea how she spotted it. She didn't have her glasses on or anything. So, I, you know. And uh, so, I just, you know, amazing little things mean so much. You don't realize it. And having been home, uh, coming back here, she was uh, in Eureka for a, uh, a while, and then things really turned south. And uh, uh, she, we had to go to the hospital. She had to have a throat surgery. Um, the. Uh, Prognosis uh, is not good. Uh, the doctor hooked us up with hospice. I want to sing the praises, if I could, uh, for hospice in Humboldt County. I know it's not that way everywhere, but these people are amazing. And if you wanted to add something to your prayer list, it would be the hospice workers. Uh, and that God would bless them and draw them to himself. Uh, We've been just absolutely, they've gone out of their way, made special trips from Eureka down here just to take care of a single little thing for Kathy. And uh, we've just been absolutely blessed. The What I want to get into my sermon with is an experience that I don't even even think Jessica knows about yet. Uh, There's a man from Eureka who comes down to Fortuna uh, every few weeks. Let's just put it that way. And he brings uh, homemade Mexican dinners uh, and to to supplement his income. Now that's all I knew about him. We've bought several times from him. Uh, his chili rianos are amazing. Uh, it happens to be one of my favorite foods. And this week I ended up having it three times. <laughs> so I, I, I've been blessed. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, uh, he like I said, he lives in Eureka. And this time he came down and. It was a, like I said, it was a chili Riano dinner with uh, beans and rice as well, and and uh, my son speaks fluent Spanish, and uh, so they he were talking outside, and uh, he asked Chris how things were going, and he shared that uh, his mother had had a stroke and was bedridden, and and uh, we weren't sure about the future, and. Uh, he, he said, "Well, let's let's pray." And he said, "Wait a minute, let's get my dad." And, and he says, "My dad's a pastor." And he and the, the, he says, "He's a pastor. He said, "Well, I'm a pastor of a small Hispanic church in, in Eureka." And uh, so we invited him in, and he came in, laid hands on Kathy, and we all prayed together. And Chris kept me appraised of what he was praying. Uh, I, I, I speak some Spanish but, and I can pick up more than I can speak but he was, he was going fast and uh, it was probably one of the most amazing 20 minutes that I have had in I don't know how long I was refreshed Chris was refreshed Kathy was blessed and the, it was just an amazing outpouring of fellowship in Christ happening right there in my, in my wife's bedroom. He also noticed the floors. He'd never seen wood floors like that before. Uh, they're made out of pallets, uh, slats from a pallet. And, uh, and so it's, there's no uniform design to it. It's just uh, like a puzzle and so he was admiring that and then found out that, that, that we had made the floor. And uh, I guess we're getting some pallets now. And uh, anyway, he's, uh, it was just a, an amazing thing. Uh, the reason why I, I share all of this with you is because of the Scripture that has come together actually even though I knew this was coming up Uh, I had a whole different plan of of messages uh, a message and uh, the uh, this became the the focal point of this last week for us from Ephesians chapter 6 I mean uh, Galatians chapter 6 bear just one scripture bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. This was written to the believers. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. This congregation and the church community in our town and in our area has reached out to my family, and I, I, I don't think it's just because I'm a pastor it's, uh, I've been here for a long time, and uh, you know, so, but uh, I've noticed you know I start, made me start thinking, and I, I don't want to pour accolades out on you so, so much, but to just say this congregation has a reputation of, the, of its generosity and its concern and its care for the body within its congregation and outside of its congregation. This congregation has paid for funerals that people that are not part of our congregation because they couldn't afford it. This congregation has purchased vehicles, plural, for various people when they had a need one was a, a wheelchair accessible vehicle. This congregation has bought furniture for people when they had a need. Bought a bed for someone who needed a special kind of bed. And you know, it's just uh, an amazing thing the way this congregation has reached out. It has a, a reputation of meeting each other's and burdens even outside of the congregation within the community of Christ and even outside the community of Christ. That's what Paul's talking about here. And so what I want to do is to encourage you and exhort you to, to, to grow in this even more. Uh, Paul says in other places, like he says, man, you guys are noted for your love. Grow more. You know, well, we're noted for our love and our and our and our generosity and our meeting of needs. Grow more. It's it, it's not you know we don't rest at what we have done, or just are doing. Look for the opportunity to increase what we can do. So, I guess the the actual idea of what I'm sharing here is burden bearers. In Hebrews chapter 10. The scripture that's really probably very common to almost everybody in here. Hebrews chapter 10, starting with the 23rd verse. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. That would be something akin to the, the, the fact that we've used the Apostles' Creed. Hold fast to your, what you believe. Be able to, to bring it to a concise statement and, and do it without wavering. Stand in what you believe in Christ. For He who promised is faithful. Verse 24, And Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, Ever since I've been a Christian, we've been seeing the day drawing near. But you know, we are one day closer every day. We don't know the time, the hour, the day, but we know it's coming. And so... We are to gather together. This idea of fellowship is extremely important. Uh, we, we see in Acts chapter 2, uh, towards the end of the chapter, starting you know, somewhere around verse 40, 45 in that area. We see in chapter 2 of Acts that the people were fellowshipping together, they were pooling their resources. You understand, when, when you became a Christian in, in Jerusalem in the beginning, you very likely. Lost your position for wages. You may have lost your housing, depending on how it was set up and arranged. You may have lost your family members. Uh, it was a very costly decision. And it didn't put you in good stead with the, either the Romans or the, the Hebrew leaders. And so, uh, you know, what they did was they pooled their resources. And it says all their needs were met. They were burden bearers, and there were some who sold their property, their homes. Uh, others that, that that just brought what little they had, but all their needs were met. There's a there's a, 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 a idea of, of uh, well, I could put it this way: Who do you lean on? Who do you lean on to? Bring? life. You know, we're, we're told first and foremost. Um, and it's a, it's a given and an anticipated answer. We lean on God through His grace and His mercy and His Word to see us through. But God also expects us to what? Lean on one another. To hold each other up. To encourage each other. There's a I don't know how many. I'm probably really showing my age all of a sudden here. Uh, I don't know how many of you know Bill Withers. He was a. He died just a few years ago, but he was a. Uh, he was a uh, singer, in the '60s and '70s primarily. And he had a song. It was called. Am I doing this? <laughs> huh? He wrote a song called Lean on Me. Now that you may have heard, if you s- listen to an oldie station especially. Uh, but it, I'm, I'm going to share the words with you because it, it really it was an interesting thing. After all that's been happening over the last week, my son and I are watching old videos on YouTube because Kathy was listening to the music and she was actually bouncing her right foot to the beat. And so we went on it, you know. But Bill Withers wrote, You just call on me, brother, when you need a hand. We all need someone to lean on. Lean on me when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For it won't be long till I'm going to need someone to lean on. If there is a Uh, load you have to bear that you can't carry. Hey, I'm right up the road. I'll share your load. I'll just, you just call me if you need someone to lean on. And I thought, you know, that's the message to us today. You know, this, this idea of being burden bearers for one another. We I think we are to, to really take heart in this and, and understand. Yes, we're to lean on the Lord. Yes, we're to lean on God. Yes, we're to lean into His Word. And I actually realized as I was writing that down, no, we're to rest in God. We are to rest in Christ and we're to, to rest in His Word. And the leaning is, it comes to the body. We're to lean on one another and hold each other up. Because we live in a fallen world Impacted by sin and until Christ returns that's the condition of this world and we're going to experience the same things everybody else experiences there's not a one of us that isn't going to experience an aging body there isn't a one of us that's not ultimately going to come to death and praise God be with Christ because of what he's done for us because we rest in His salvation. But he, Paul says again this, this picture: lean on me, carry, be a burden bearer for one another. As a, a, a Christian, like I said, resting in God is. You, know, I, I, you get to look at my notes here. You'll see me I, I crossed out leaning and put above it rest resting in God, God's Word, the work of Christ. He is our burden bearer, and uh, He's taken on our sin, which we on our behalf. Uh, as a believer, uh, looking at what I just read in Hebrews and what I just read in Galatians, uh, that's to be who we are: people who fellowship together. We don't forsake the fellowship. That doesn't. That doesn't mean there's a record keeper saying, "Oh, you missed this Sunday, you missed that Sunday." It's it's. It's that we. This is a place we long to meet, long to come together. But that's not the only place we fellowship. We can fellowship one on one. Anytime we get together, and 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 we can fellowship collectively, and and so it's it's a a broader picture than the, than just the idea of of church, if you will. In uh, Second Corinthians. In, in the beginning of the, of, of the book, in chapter 1, uh, there is a picture of this too. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3. The Father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforts us. Now listen carefully here, please. Who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Again, that picture of burden bearers. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 26 tells us that we are to be holy as God is holy. Holy. That should be in and of itself a very intimidating commandment. Be, King James is the way I learned it, be ye holy as as God is holy. And you read through the Old Testament or the New Testament and the things that God has commanded and you realize one, one miss Causes sin to own you. One miss of the of the of the of the perfection that God has, and you think, "Why? That's terrible. That's not fair. There's no equity in that." Change change your thinking here. You know we're so caught up in our in our way of looking at equity and rights and and, and all this kind of stuff. We have no rights. God is the Creator. He's told us how to live. And if we fall short, He's told us there's a consequence. And it's to be separated from Him. What He planned, and it says before the beginning, what He planned was how to fix that for us. Through Jesus Christ, His sacrifice, His life and sacrifice his death on the cross, his burial, his resurrection. We receive perfection. We receive God's holiness. God views us through Jesus Christ and and, and embraces us. I have a, a, a teacher that that told us told us. Uh, he says, "We we get so caught up with the, what's going on in the world that you know it, it tells uh, tells us to come into the holy of holies and, and dwell there as a believer, and we pass by and we make a visit and come out. He didn't. Do, he he did it because once once we embrace him, once we, we embrace his salvation, enter into the kingdom of God, we are we're his children, the the, the the children of God, and as we embrace him." He embraces us. We are in the holy of holies. We're also said we're seated at the right hand of God with Him. It's an amazing thing what He has done. And now He says, "I want you to share that among yourselves continuously." By the way, the way these verbs are written uh, about being burden bearers. It's continuously make yourself available to do this, and then the the other the other picture is the community of Christ going into the unsaved community and being burden bearers. We don't need to thump people over the head. I've I've had that happen too. Basically, uh, you know, somebody you know come to the door and open their Bible and read it and say, you know, are you saved and all this. But what's going to make a real difference is the way we embrace our neighbors. The way we come alongside them in their needs. What they see in what goes on here. How are they going to know we are Christians? By our love. That love is expressed in the way Jesus Christ expressed His love for us. We are to have the love For our wives, our families, and each other, basically, that Christ has for us. That's a sacrificial love. We are to, as He bared our burdens, we are to bear each other's burdens and the burdens of those around us. And we will find, what's amazing, is we'll find joy in that. We'll find blessing in that. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. As we approach communion this morning, I'm not sure where I really want to start. I'm just going to start with chapter 15, verse 3. I delivered to you, this is Paul writing to the Corinthians. I have. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, or Peter, and then He uh, to the twelve, and then He appeared to more than five hundred brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep then he appeared to James and then to all the apostles last of all as to one untimely born he appeared also to me for i am the least of the apostles unworthy to be called an apostle because i persecuted the church of god but he he sets the stage this is christ has revealed himself and who he is and we have been told We will be known by Christians as to how we enact what He did, basically. How we love each other. And so, when we approach communion, we turn around and He says, again Paul writes, I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when He was betrayed, He took bread and would give Him thanks. He broke it and He said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of Me. In the same way also He took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in My blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of Me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. Now when we say we proclaim His death, what we're meaning is we proclaim the sacrifice that He made as a burden bearer for us. And in partaking, we're saying, I identify with that. This is what I want to be, Lord. A burden bearer for the body of Christ in your name. So as we share in communion this morning, think of those things as we go. But again, the last phrase of this was, until he comes, there's our hope. He's coming again. Christ is coming again. That's a guarantee. It is a promise. And if it doesn't happen in our physical lifetime, we'll still see it happen at the same time the body of Christ of earth at that time sees it. We'll all see it at the same time. And He'll gather His flock together. We have that ahead of us. Eternal life. In the presence of God. I can't even fathom the word eternal is well beyond me. What we do with communion is we have two trays up here. One is uh, a tray that has uh, the, the juice uh, already in the cup, and then uh, there's two cups. And underneath the juice, the cup, the juice is the bread. Okay, so if that's the way you prefer it, that's that's fine. But we also have the Communion that's in the packets. Tear the little top off, there's the bread, and after that, you tear the secondary top off, and there's the, the cup, okay? Whichever one makes it easiest for you. Uh, and I would ask that while we're singing the song for communion, that you would come up and uh, take the communion back to your seat with you. And then we'll all share together. So let's sing. Gospel of Luke, he recorded the Last Supper, and this is what he wrote. And when the hour came, Jesus reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And Jesus said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and invite it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us share the bread together. Jesus said, likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us share the cup. Father, again, we gather around this table together to say thank you. Thank You for Your life, Your sacrifice, for Your resurrection. It proves You have the authority. And we long for the day that You come again. And I think of those words that You you said You're not going to do this again until uh, it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. We, We look at that as maybe the marriage feast. Lord, we long to have that day. But until that day, Lord, cause us to be faithful. Faithful to You, and Your Word. Faithful to one another. And faithful to Your call of our lives and our faith to the community that we're in. That we would be a testimony to Your grace and Your mercy and Your love. The burden that You bore. So that we could be burden bearers for one another and for the community that You've put us in. Again, we worship You, we thank You, we praise You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Would you stand as we close?
1: from the God